going to take a look uh, with the Kailisha Dom Kumete at uh, the mother of all eating and uh, in brackets, I guess, the looting continues. Now, this is a piece written by Zeks Mta. It's directed by uh, Kailisha Dom Kumete and Pala Ukeritze Pala. And uh, it's uh, out at the market theatre between uh, the 16th of March and the 11th of April 2021. And uh, I'm joined on the line to uh, talk about this particular one by uh, Kailisha Dom uh, Kumete, who is the director. Kailisha, good evening to you and welcome. Uh, good evening, good evening, Ayabonga. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still at the theater. We've just come out of the third show, so forgive any humdrum and any noise that you hear around us. Ah, my brother, uh, I can, I can we, feel... We just, we just came out of the I show. I can feel yeah. in your voice uh, that uh, you are certainly emboldened by how people have received it, I would assume. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for making time to speak to us. Uh, I guess uh, with all of the business, with um, you know rehearsals and everything else that comes with it. Ah, uh, it's an absolute pl- pleasure, my brother. I have it no other way. Let's start off there, man, with uh, I guess the genesis of this particular piece, where it comes from. First performed uh, uh. at uh, the Sichaba Hall out in Maseru at the Victoria Hotel in 1992. Yeah. Uh, from the yeah. pen of Zanem Vulakizi Tom Da Da. Yeah, so he directed the first the first rendition of the piece, and uh, you know the piece it feels like it was such a premonition and such mm. a warning signal of where we find ourselves now. I mean, it feels like the piece is almost thirty years old in terms of its, from from its first staging, but it, it's relevant mm. to where we are as South Africa, Southern Africa as a continent, as a global population is so so deep and so relevant mm. i mean you, you you're hearing on a daily basis what people talking about the zondo commission of inquiry you're hearing on a daily basis what it is that the, you know the systemic corruption has done to us as, as a nation over and above the you know the other challenges we've had in in, in our own race around mm. development yeah. so it, it felt like you know it was the perfect time to reflect on it it felt like it was the perfect time to revisit this classic. Mm. And, uh, you know, when Vosugunen and Tulani Nyembe just said, you know, we, we really want to take you on this journey, uh, I said, absolutely yes. Uh, James Ngobo uh, put together a meeting with all of us. And, uh, you know, Pala got involved with the, with the piece from that perspective, who I love as, as a collaborator and mm. as a head. And we just said, guys, this is the absolute time where we need to be taking and tackling a, a, a piece like this, because that's the role of theater. It's sure, to reflect sure. on where society is at the moment. It's to reflect on, you know, the, the, the truisms that we need to be unpacking that are deep for ourselves. Mm. And that's exactly what this piece calls upon us to do with, with satire, with humor, with absurdity, but also with that kind of bitter irony that 30 years ago, the visionary that is Zekida mm. saw where we would be today and issued a warning signal that we have not heard. Sure, sure. Kailish, I want us to take a brief break uh, just on that score. We, we need to take a quick spot break. But when we come back, uh, I want us to, to unpack, I guess, what would have initially driven Prazeks uh, uh, to do what he did in this case. I mean, uh, Lesotho itself, and, and we often battle with this, you know, as South Africans, to think uh, or to even accept that our revolution is very young. Um, you know, we come to this place of independence, and I use that in inverted commas, very mm. late in the game. And so sometimes we come across as naive. Uh, and uh, Lesotho in 1992, you know, would have already been an outcome of I guess the contest between the likes of Basutu National Party and Basutu Congress Party, mm. uh, which mm. one thinks gives rise to, uh, of course, some of the characters that emerge in this particular place. So we'll touch on that when we come back from this uh, brief break. Okay. It is indeed. And uh, 
Uh, yeah, we are in our Culture Talk segment, which uh, we bring to you every Thursday here on uh, Metro FM Talk on the Mighty Metro. And, uh, of course, many of you are engaging with us on the back of the chat we had earlier with Shalom Bata. Uh, Asko on Twitter saying, thank you for that history lesson. Your guest encouraged us Africans to research and write about our history as well. Nah, so, that is not well known, and uh, it would be good to profile this book as well, sharing the book there by Timothy J. Stapleton on Uchongum uh, Makoma, uh, the legend of a great Kosa warrior. Certainly one of the best books I've read in my life. Uh, and I'd encourage many to go and check out that book. Um, talking about a man who went to Robben Island long before the Mandelas and many others. Uh, but uh, certainly one will uh, take a look at there of Kumganyamajin. Uh, uh, we should continue, of course, with uh, our culture talk. And uh, uh, this evening, trying to make sense of our post-colonial reality. And uh, we're doing so through the work of uh, a th- theatre in particular. And uh, joined by Kailisha Dom Kumete, who is a director here of uh, The Mother of All Eating. And uh, in brackets, and the looting continues. Uh, written by Zeksum Da and uh, directed by Kailisha and Pala Ukiritze Pala. And, uh, you know, before we went to the break, uh, Kailisha, I guess I was trying to uh, get us to maybe unpack the context, the, the Lesotho of uh, the 80s and I would say the early 90s, that uh, in many ways would have been, I guess, the, the um, creative and imaginative uh, uh, motivation for Zeik Samda to think about this, uh, and of course in the context of many other post-colonial experiences on the continent. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, there have been a number of liberation movements that uh, reflect the same kind of traits around what happens once, uh, uh, you know, liberation is realized in inverted commas. I like the fact that you said in inverted commas sure, earlier. Sure. And, and I think that Lesotho has been no different insofar as even, even more so they had the shadow of what was the apartheid state at the time mm. that... Uh, you know, was was looming very heavy over over that dispensation, uh, and being landlocked as it is, it's not it's not a, a, an easy thing to escape. What was you know the the, the border wars at the at the at that period, and and you know the the what would become the inevitable change within the context of Lesotho and mm. within the context then of South Africa. Sure, sure. So so I think that the one thing that is that is really interesting is that the party pos- a party. Uh, you know, the party partisan position becomes something that we reflect on in the play, which is also part of the culture of what develops post-independence. And what, what we as South Africans are also reflecting on around, you know, the ANC and mm. what it means to be in a position where, you know, the party line might be told over and above states and countries, some might argue. Um, so so, so in, in, in that way, it becomes like, you know, one looks insular and protects the movement over the 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 or the the liberation movement uh, mm. o- over what it is that that is the the central act of governance. You know, sure, which is sure. I think one of the gaps that we face as South Africans is that there's a very thin line between what it means to be uh, you know uh, a national government and what it means to be um, you know a, a the the ruling party. I think mm. those distinctions and the clarity within those lines as a young democracy, are still uh, very, very thin for us. And yeah. those distinctions have not been drawn strongly enough to know that, sure. you know, at the, at the core of it, when one is relating what is a state function, it mm. it's, I, ideally has to be different to sure. relating it sure. to a party position. Kailisha, and it's, 
Yeah. I mean, just just on that point, because I don't want us to 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 leave that point, because I think you make a very very insightful and important point there, around how certain political traditions that develop under conditions of repression mm, are transmitted, mm, mm. you know, into the post-independence moment mm, in mm, ways mm. that are able, I guess, to flush out whatever you know, uh, a future or ambitions of a future many of the people would have had in that moment. Mm, would you mm. not say, I guess, you know, some of the challenge often in many post-colonial societies has to do with the fact that in many cases the ruling party might not na- necessarily be, you know, the same configuration as the ruling class in the society. So mm, you might, mm. as we have in the South African situation, you might have a governing party that might see itself as a ruling party. But many people would would argue with uh, the notion that it is in effect the ruling class in the society. Yeah, so I think I think that you know there's a really interesting relationship between um, elitism, co-option, and mm. you know uh, uh, the, the upper classes that that then form the ruling class of of a society. I mean, and I think um, you know. If one looks at the history of, take a movement like the ANC when it was the SANNC 1912. Yes. It's a small lobby group formed in Bloemfontein. It's um, largely middle class concerns about can, about can we be taken in to the, the rights um, that, that um, you know, the, the, the white elites enjoy and those of a particular class enjoy. Mm. That becomes the foundation for the, the party that then has to transmute and reinvent itself and re-understand itself as a mass-based movement because that was the only way that liberation was going to become possible. But it starts as a lobby group of uh, elitism. And I think mm. that there's something really, really interesting to be, to be spoken about, about the genesis of the history of the ANC and many of these liberation movements. Mm, because sure, one, sure. one talks to, actually, it was, you know, it comes from an elite small c- class of individual that is asking to be let in, not asking for change for everybody mm. at first. The first phase and is about they, incorporation, right? Uh, yeah. And then yeah. when they realize that, that you know, coercion, co-option, incorporation requires you know, more invasive change than what was initially the lobby. Mm. That's when these things then, they migrate to become mass movements. But you're suggesting so, that we, we then move full circle in the post-colonial period back to this era of incorporation, but now into incorporation into a very sort of rapacious and corrupt system of greed. You know, because that, that is unfortunately the, 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 the reality of where we are as South mm. Africans. You know, that is unfortunately the reality, and it, and it comes from somewhere, right? Sure, so, sure. I mean, I, I think also, also I, I need to be clear that the critique that we make of in this, in this piece and the critique that generally we hold as, as, as a cast of crew production mm. is that, yes, we are reflecting on very contemporary corruption in the way in which it meets us in this society, and sure. we have to reflect deeply on that. But we also need to acknowledge that we come from an inherently corrupt system. You know, colonialism mm. is a corrupt system. Yes. Apartheid is a co- corrupt yes. system. So one, one can't isolate those ideas and mm. think that corruption is something that is new to the state of blackness governing in South Africa sure. in this context. Sure. One has to be mindful of the fact that we come from a, an inherently corrupt and co-optive and coercive system. Mm. And, and that is what has led us to a place where 
when you come into governance, what were you, you know, I, I challenge people to think about what, what, what would have happened in the interim government, the post-Cordessa phase, when you're coming into a system that firstly is not controlled by you, there's been a series of privatizations, now you're faced mm. with, with this notion of how do we govern in these conditions of mm. hyperinflation mm. And, and, and sanctions? You have to be, you know, mindful of the position from for many of the the, the, the the leaders in the early dispensation of how it is that we would come into a place sure. where this would be what we face. Kylie, sir, and that, I, I think my brother, yeah. we're gonna have to pause there. You're giving <laughs> our listeners the best insight into some of the issues that emerge in this play, performed by the likes of Vusigunene and Tulani Nyembe. I can't wait to see it. Where do people see it, and how long is it running for, man? So people will see it at the Bonnie Simon Theatre here at the market. Um, uh, we only have a capacity for 50 every night because we're running half the venue. Sure. The show starts at 7 sharp. We have to close the door by 5 past 7, so people have to be on time. Try to get here at 10 to, and it will be on until the 11th of April. Sunday shows are 3 o'clock, so it's really family-friendly. Mm. Um, at that time, but seven o'clock every night, Tuesday to Saturday, and then three o'clock on the Sunday. Mm. Come have a jaw and come and and re-experience life in the way in which you know the post-COVID uh, environment invites us to do. So. Ah, thank you so much, my brother. Really appreciate it. Ang bong abafo. Ah, bong emin, bong emin. Kaili Shetom Kumete, director there of. Uh, yeah, that uh, piece there, The Mother of All Eating, it's out at the market uh, uh, from the 16th of March through to the 11th of April. Make sure you get your tickets uh, because Kakilba Kungene 50 Yard was set to be a fascinating production. We're going to have to leave things uh, here for this week, folk. Back back with you again on Monday. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Ukiwa kwa mbona kutubela na nangoku siya ibanga le ekonomi.